This is Connor. And this is Paul. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Silver Screamers. Screamers. Your genre-stabbing, decade-slashing film podcast. Hey, hey, Connor. It's quarantine. Everyone's entitled to one good podcast. <laughs> okay, right in there. Uh, it's a pun on it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare, which is a quote from the film that we're reviewing. Ah, very good. I, get it <laughs> I didn't get that, but there you go. I just played along. <laughs> so, what week are we on in oh, quarantine? Jeez. Week six. <laughs> week six in quarantine. Paul and Connor have stopped reviewing fluffy rom coms and have moved on to films about people, people stabbing each other to death. <laughs> Not each other. Yeah. I was just saying to Paul before we uh, started this, my hair is in serious need of a cut. I like your hair. Luckily, I it's like your a hair. podcast and no one can see me. I think it's. I mean, it's a bit wild now. Maybe I'll put up. Maybe I'll put up my nutty professor hair on uh, on Facebook or something. To, a to bit show of off. product in that and swept forward. And I think if it was swept lovely. forward, it'd be nice. Yeah, I think if it was a bit tidied up, maybe made me look a bit more respectable. Uh, we usually kind of start with films we've seen, but we haven't seen any new films because there are no new films. There are no new films in the cinema, unfortunately. We've watched a few films. Uh, we kind of dedicated this week to kind of warm ourselves up to slasher season. Yeah. And we actually watched the new Child's Play movie on Netflix, which was, well, new as it's 2017 or something, which is also a slasher. Yeah, a potential slot for one of our slasher picks if we wanted yeah i don't know we've kind of watched it <laughs> uh, slashers are i was kind of researching slashers because this was your pick and i'm a little so it, it does seem to be a very defined genre there seems to be very definite rules like oh, a subgenre of horror so it seems to be a person or people that terrorize another group of people um, with a close range weapon, usually something sharp, and just kind of hack them to death over the course of the film. Yeah, I think and there's certain rules around, you know, virginity and all this and who dies. And yeah, they're kind of tropes. And they were stuff. kind of called out and Scream was the first one. Yeah, the Scream was the first one. Call them out on it. But th- there are some things like, like Freddy Krueger is considered a slasher, but I couldn't really quite see because that seems to be more supernatural or most slashers tend to be if they're supernatural they're still kind of like this monster coming to just cut people up but Freddy Krueger is very much supernatural so why would he but so is Jason um, he's supernatural insofar as he's unstoppable but Freddy Krueger has a bit of magic about him he's almost like a, I mean Jason's magic in that he comes back from the dead I know but Freddy Krueger like haunts you in your nightmares and he can change shape and he's he well I don't think the I don't think the point of slashers is that they have to be like real people you know and well Freddy Krueger was a real person and then you know gets into your nightmares or whatever I think it's mostly around terrorizing with sharp objects close range sharp objects but you, it's slash. different to Saw they're kind of torture porn that's different. Yeah, that's that's a different genre. And it's different to the strangers isn't considered a slasher. That's a that's different. That's a an invasion house invasion film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could definitely. There's generally an a, argument. So in it. a slasher, generally you have people who get away and they run away and then they're found and then they run away and then they're found and then something happens and then they get slashed. Strangers, <laughs> it's all based in the house where they're being terrorized in the house. I mean, there, you probably could argue, but 
on the website I saw, <laughs> horrorflix.com or something, that was considered a home invasion film. Do you remember that film Hush that we saw last year? Oh, yeah, very good movie. Great film, but that's not considered a slasher either, even though he... No. Yeah. I wouldn't I think high this. body count, stalking. Yeah. Those type of things. Lots of expendable <laughs> characters. Yeah. So... Lovely things to talk about while we're stuck oh, in indoors. I'm so glad I picked this genre. Before, actually, uh, we were having a debate over whether or not this is a... I was saying this is a subset of horror, because we might come back to horror in Home Invasion or Ghosts or whatever later on. And you were like, well... No, 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 no. I definitely think it's a subset of horror. But for the purpose of this, I was just saying, well, it's just called slashers, because horror is such a wide topic that let's just have this will be slasher season and maybe we'll have ghost season or witch season or vampire season season of the ghosts this is season of the slashers this is another second for us yes i know what you're gonna say silver screamers because it's our second john carpenter film so judy dench is our first actor that we cover twice yeah john carpenter is our first director that we cover twice did you realize that when you picked Halloween? no i didn't actually know why i mean uh, it is April, <laughs> and why Halloween? Uh, well, it's just an iconic. It's it's going back to back to the roots of her, I think, in in many ways. And I think it was very. I think it brought the genre forward a lot. It in, brought in the its time. It, it, I, it, One of the most successful horror uh, slasher movies of all time. S- slasher. I don't think it moved horror. I think it it influenced brought. It's not the first slasher, but I think it's the first slasher that brought all the tropes that we are now familiar with like the the virgin escapes death the promiscuous teenagers face death the don't say i'll be right back those things I don't think anybody says that do they, they do yeah they do, he does actually. your man when he's in bed with your woman I'll be right back. <laughs> to uh, linda her yeah, boyfriend yeah. says i'll be right back and that that line i know that line better from scream than from halloween well, so when I heard that, that, that yeah, I know, and I know, I saw Scream much long, much before I saw this. So when I heard that line in this film, I was like, <gasps> "They said that no! he's not going to be he's, right he's back. He's not going to come back, Connor. <laughs> he's not going to come back." But I think, uh, like, I was looking at uh, information about Halloween trivia, I suppose, and John Carpenter was saying, like, the whole virginity trope. It wasn't really in like an intentional point of his. It was more that these kids that are being promiscuous are less aware, and Laurie is. Yeah, I have thoughts on that. I might save that okay. until we get to the main. I, I read that quote that he said as well. I, I think, I'm not sure I agree. <laughs> Do you know, like, Death of the Artist? Like, once you've made your film, it's out there. So you think he's backtracking? No, I, I don't. He mightn't have meant it that way, but subconsciously, it's... it's uh, Laurie, uh, oh, I have... My thoughts with it is... My, do you know that I have my thesis statement for my, all my films? Yeah. My thesis statement is why Laurie is not killed in this film. But before we go any further, will we tell our listeners what they're listening to? Of course. <laughs> this became a little bit of a... We're not sure. How, we're still episode 13. Ooh, Ooh. it's episode 13. Oh, and it's good. Halloween. That yeah. is good. Mm. Is it? No, it's a Sunday. Damn. It's not, no, Friday. It's not Friday. Yeah, so we've had a little bit of debate because last week we said that we would, uh, one thing we had noticed that we probably didn't do, which we should do, is introduce the concept of Silver Screamers in each episode. So people are just kind of up to date on what we're kind of doing and what they're listening to. That gave rise to a little bit of a debate between myself and Paul, <laughs> where he argued and I argued and then I went, fine, fine, just do it that way. 
whether or not this should be at the start or uh, just after our title sequence or just before we introduce the movie that we're going to talk about. Yeah, so I think it's nice to have a little chat, a little catch up and then what's the podcast app about? Well, Paul, I'm glad you asked and then say it. But Connor's like, just like, get it oh, the very get start, get it all over with. And let's just talk. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, this week we're doing it my way and uh, for the second episode of And next Slasher. week we're going to do it my way and then you guys can vote on which way you prefer. <laughs> so Yvonne can let us know which she yeah, prefers. Go <laughs> <laughs> um, on anyway, tell us what, what are we listening to? So you're Cram. listening to another episode of Silver Screamers. This is our film podcast where we pick a theme and dissect four films in that theme from different decades. And this week we're covering Halloween from 1978 in our sla- Hall- horror slasher series. That's that. Bingo. Uh, it's worth pointing out as well. Okay, obviously we're going to spoil Halloween. Not that there's anything we need to spoil. There's How are we going to spoil it? We spoil every movie. Every I know. Yeah, no, no, I'm getting to that. I'm just saying, obviously, we're going to spoil Halloween, but not that there's anything to spoil. But we also, this week, saw the Halloween 2018 film. Oh, yes. And to be honest, I want to talk about the franchise as a whole, not in great detail, I just, but I want to cover the franchise. You know, I want to look at the at 1978 Halloween in the context of the, of the franchise. And that means I am going to spoil various aspects of other Halloween films. And there is a spoiler for Halloween 2018 that I want to talk about. Halloween 2018. Okay, so Halloween so, 2018, though, is very much outside the original franchise. And, and that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. But I just... And interestingly, because it is a sequel, it's a sequel to the original 1978 and it's very unusual, I would think, for a sequel to have the exact same name as the original. Yeah, it's a bit, it's confusing, to be honest. But, so my point is, if you're listening to this, I'm going to spoil pretty much everything there is to know about the Halloween franchise. But, but it's fine. There's nothing. You don't watch this film for, this series for no, and amazing There's, no, re- there's no big revelations or twists or There is in the, or, in the other films, there is. Okay. Um, well, maybe they'll be spoiled for you too. I don't think so because I have watched these movies a lot. Well, in the second Every- film, you find out that she's his broad sister. Well, yeah. That, okay. Well, that, and I then wouldn't in- have thought that's a massive sp- twist, but okay. I mean, it is. It is. Like, that's, oh my God. It's well, a- it's, it's a debate. Glory, a- I am your sister. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, oh it's God. from 1981. I mean, the jig's up. Yeah, and also it doesn't matter anymore because they retconned it in technical <laughs> terms in technical terms I think there was a movie called Halloween 2 Season of the Witch which flopped Halloween which 3 that's Halloween 3 oh that's yeah. Halloween 2 is uh, uh, takes place directly, directly after, after this after, film but I think and Halloween 3 is Season of the Witch and then Halloween 4 is the return of Michael Myers okay but see so Michael Myers was not in the third one no I, I have I have a I want to cover the franchise because I have thoughts on it. It's a bit of a mess. <laughs> but yeah. before I do that, we do our recap. This is your turn to do the this recap. This is my turn. Right. We always are, we're always so cocky when we start this. I'm very confident I can do this. I think you'll get this. Yeah. Because not really a lot happens, but because not, I mean, it's a very, I mean, it's paper thin, really. But because of that, I'm going to go into quite good, De- quite heavy detail oh, I, I think see, now that's your first mistake because once you start getting into detail then you start then you, then you but start but I mean honestly time. I mean like if I just end it with and then he kills loads of people but then Laurie lives you know, I could pretty much say that at any point uh, <laughs> if I need to wrap it up five, four, th- and then he kills loads of people and then Laurie lives yeah exactly okay 240 you ready yep 
set to go. So it is Halloween night in 1963. And we see this house uh, on Halloween night from the point of view of someone. We don't know who. And he peeks in the window, and or, or she, we don't know, and sees a teenage couple canoodling on a sofa. And then they go upstairs. And this presence goes into the house. And at about 13 seconds after the couple go upstairs, the boy comes downstairs post-sex and is like... Oh, I'm leaving. Don't you have had me wicked way with you? And then this creature goes upstairs, picks up a butcher knife, and when he picks up a butcher knife, we see he's wearing a clown costume, and then he picks up a clown mask, and then he goes up to the room, and then this girl sees him and calls him Michael and doesn't seem that scared, and then he reaches up and stabs her to death, even though there's no blood on his knife, and then it pans out and we discover it's a little boy, even though there's no blood on him at all, even though he stabbed a woman to, uh, his sister to death and it pans out and we see him and his parents and everyone's just standing there looking at him nothing happens okay then 1978 happens scene one scene one 1978 happens and a German and I sh- let me talk 1978 happens and then this uh, this guy is now an adult he's uh, there's a doctor on his way to the hospital he's talking about how this, this man is evil he's bad pure evil and then when they get to the hospital there's loads of escaped mental patients and Michael Myers has escaped and it's Halloween night well that, that's you think the day before Halloween then we meet Jamie Lee Curtis who's called Laurie and she meets her friends Annie and Linda and they're Annie is all I'm I've, I'm uh, Argumentative, and Linda's like, I'm ditzy, and Laurie's like, I'm bookish. And they they uh, are all babysitting that night, and they've got boyfriends, and then uh, they they drive around and they find out that there's a uh, knives have been stolen a mask has been stolen and then they all go babysitting the one girl gets stabbed and are strangled at the back of her car one girl then goes over and has sex with her boyfriend in the house he gets stabbed she gets strangled then jamie lee curtis goes over to the house she's like oh no and she runs around a few times and she hits him a few times and he gets down and every time she sits down with her back to him he gets up and that keeps on happening until the doctor shoots him and he's out the window oh no he's not there that's halloween have I got time left? you got 20 seconds um, And Jamie Lee Curtis looks not great at the start of the film. That is a bad outfit, but looks pretty fab at the end of the film. And this is also perfect stuff because I got it finished on time. 14, 13. And I'm actually 12, making up time. You made me 11, rush. I could have spent more time 10. with them. Well, you spent the first minute on the feckin' first scene. Well, I was pacing myself and then you but made me rush. I was pacing myself because I had loads of time. Time. So that was a bit of a mess. <laughs> But the plot for this is... I mean, it's paper thin. It's fairly straightforward. Psychopath kid gets locked up for 15 years, comes back and starts killing people. I, I, uh, the first film I saw on this franchise... Can we talk about the franchise, actually? We can talk about anything you want. Because this franchise is a bit of a mess. It's a bit all over the place. Yeah, all over but the place. But I think, I think a lot of slashers in general kind of are sometimes. They kind of try and reinvent themselves in different ways. And yeah. Bring in little things that change it slightly. So this film was out in 1978. Low budget, big hit. One of the biggest, Very most successful budget. independent films and low bu- made a lot of money. Then they they re- they did a sequel in 1981. Yeah. But that takes place the same night, literally. Okay, it's still right. Halloween. It's still the same night. <laughs> yeah. Same night. And, um, and in that film, we find out that it's Laurie's brother. Yeah, which is a bit... I kind of think it makes sense in a weird way because he's kind of f- fascinated with her. Is he, though? He doesn't attack her when until stalk- she goes over to that house. But she's sta- he's stalking her the entire day. 
He's yeah. outside her house. He's driving by her. I, I think it's because she went to his house. I also don't really know. Okay, we'll go back to that in a second because I want to talk about the franchise. Well, she, she went to his house and dropped off something. Yeah. Keys. And then he started stopping. I think her. that's why. Right. Okay. But I still think, I think it, it was clever to make, to have a relationship there because it meant it gave her a reason to be in the franchise rather than just some random uh, chick. Anyway, then the idea was that this was going to be an anthology film series where the only link was that every film took place on Halloween. Place on Halloween night, yeah. So they they made a film called Season of the Witch, which I've never seen. Have you ever seen it? I think I started watching it and then it was shot. Apparently so it's rubbish. Yeah. yeah, it was dreadful. I think uh, everybody starts watching that thinking, ooh, a new Michael Myers movie, and then it's just not. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing to do with him. And I think the people, <laughs> the, make, the producers were like, yeah, maybe we should stick to what we know. So then the fourth Halloween was the return of Michael Myers, which is a very deliberate And which is title. not good. I've never, I've never I seen it. I watched it last year, I think. And they, I think they use a different mask. They use a different... They, like oh, a different mask? Like a different... Yeah. Like it's the same type of mask, but it's just kind of cleaned up or something, which is a bad Right, idea. okay. And, and I, I think in that film, they, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in that. And they use... Oh, I can't actually remember. I think they, they, they yeah, kind they, of it's have... More, it's more around uh, Dr. Loomis. Yes, I think Pleasance. he's in it. What? Played by Donald Pleasance. Yes, and I think... I think Laurie's daughter might be in it, which I don't know how that works with the timeline. Whose name is actually Jamie? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah okay. So that was in nine, about that's about mid eighties, something like that. Then they keep on making kind of naffy faffy sequels. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. gets kind of it kind of it gets cheaper, and and the films aren't as important. Well, I don't know how many there were after the return of Michael Myers up until Halloween H two O? There was a bit. There was at least two. Two more after that. Yeah. Then we have Halloween H2O, which was in 2000, obviously. And then that's the first one I ever saw. And by this stage, Scream has come out. Slashers are big business again. It's a weird kind of cyclical thing. Kind of peaks and troughs. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird. Like the... uh, anything. Things come in and out of fashion. Yeah. But it's weird. It's it's like Halloween started off this big trend of slashers. uh, And then that they started just getting dying off and and becoming uncool again. And then Scream came out, made slashers cool again. And then then Halloween Halloween then... Halloween used that as a platform for itself. And that has... But it's out... It's four years since Scream before they make H two O. Yeah, but it's still the Scream franchise. I mean, Scream Two was nineteen ninety eight. You know, it yeah. was and and it, this. It, I mean, I know what you did last summer had come out. Urban Legends had come out. Like this was, I would say, two thousand was peak renaissance of slashers. the slasher yeah. flick. Flick and Jamie Lee. They got Jamie Lee Curtis back, which was a big coup. She hadn't been in a film, a Halloween film, since nineteen eighty one, and also. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, wasn't she? Um, oh, Josh Hartnett. What happened to Josh Hartnett? Josh Hartnett took a step back from acting and went to Trinity College in Dublin to study acting, I think, or something. <laughs> and we've passed. never seen him since. I think um, he was in Rat... Was he Trinity or Rat Mines, I thought? Or he lived in Rat Mines, maybe. Ooh, I thought he was maybe, Rat... maybe it was Rat Mines. Um, yeah. I did hear that he lived in Ireland for a while, but he was lovely. He's if his career was... A well, dec- he, came, he was back in uh, 30 Days of Night. I mean, that's, that's, that's 2007. Point, but yeah, but I mean, he's, I'm sure he's been in other things. Um, if his career was about 10 years or 15 years later, he would have been in the Marvel franchise. He would have been a great Marvel hero. I don't know who, but they would have found a place for him somewhere. I'm not entirely sure how great an actor he oh, is. I think he's a great actor. I really I like him. He's a good actor, I think, but I don't know. How, Do you know who played his girlfriend in H2O? Big actress. One of her first films. Oh, I can't think. Michelle Williams. Oh, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, not the singer. No, <laughs> uh, Michelle Williams. Uh, anyway, the H2O. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. She was a, had a big part in the production of that film. She says she really should have been credited as, as a producer, and she was interested because she wanted to explore trauma. And the character of Laurie was probably traumatized. traumatized. And she played. She the character has changed her name. She has. A, she's a principal of a school. And I, I. And Jamie Lee Curtis at this stage is a superstar. I mean, she has superstar. True Lies, oh, Golden okay. Globe, but Fish Called uh, Wanda. I don't think she's ever really made superstar status. I think True Lies, she was like on top of the world around then. I think that was a peak of her career. A superstar? Don't know. I think so. I would think so. Also, it was probably before Freaky Friday. Oh, I would say, well, it was certainly the peak of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. She was a big star for, she was a star. Give her a star, don't give her a superstar. I'd give her a, a, a Red Dwarf star. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I, I like to have a lot of time for Jamie. Anyway, that film, I I actually really like that film. I think it's great. H2O? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I think it's it's very much in the style of uh, those late 90s slasher movies. Yeah, but there's it's, nothing, I don't think, I can't really remember, there's nothing really different. I think Jamie it. herself gives a bit of weight to it. The ending is good where she could, Yeah, it but, is. But then there's a there's a kind of a silly twist to try and bring him back. Well, okay, so that so this ends with her Dropping they totally acknowledge off. that he's her brother. Blah 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 blah. Uh she chops his he's in an ambulance and he gets up and then she she chops his head off. And we're like, "Yay, she's finally beat him." H2O is a big hit. Will we make a sequel? Ooh, I, I think, think we, we will. So then they, what's that? Sec, that's the one after that called. Revolution. Something about something. that. She's in a mental institution. Yeah. She dies in the first 10 minutes. She comes, so he comes back. It turns out, so at the start of that movie, whatever the, the name of it is. Um, I think you're right. Resurrection. Resurrection, I think. That's it. We find out that actually in the ambulance. Oh my God. Michael Myers woke up. <laughs> changed knocked out the ambulance driver causing it to crash changed his what he was wearing for what the ambulance driver was wearing and put the mask on the ambulance driver so the person who actually got his head chopped off was the ambulance driver and that ambulance driver when he was in the back of the ambulance slowly got up <laughs> you know no 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 the the uh so oh that was meant to be that yeah, was meant what to be we think, okay, what, okay. who we think is michael myers gets shot out of the um the ambulance uh, windscreen and then trapped between the ambulance and the car and the branch. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. Anyway, she di- I, don't, I didn't see that film. I just so know she, she dies. She and comes then... back into a mental institution where she is, into like not even just like a place where somebody who has experienced trauma should be. It's like a psychiatric ward for the criminally insane. And yeah. Michael comes in and she has a, she has a plan. She has a plan. Yeah, because she's quite a capable, she is a capable, competent character. Yes. And uh, she lures him up onto the roof and traps him. So there's some sort of um, rope or mm-hmm. jig thing that she traps him and he's hanging, dangling above the roof and she's going to drop him down to, he wouldn't die, but anyway, drop him down. And she's like, oh, I have to know that it's actually you this time and not one of the... Uh, the wards yeah, you decided yeah, to put yeah, on your, yeah. your costume and he go, she goes over and he grabs her and stabs her and kills her that's it and that's the first part of the that's film the first part so of why do we even care I mean why do we even care anyway so I don't think that film did well 
I don't know. I, don't, I think it probably yeah. made its money back, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't. It certainly hasn't. So there was a whole new crowd of um, young people, yeah. young people, and there was like news reporters, and they were like, "Ooh, spend a night in the Myers house." Right. Okay. All that kind of stuff. Anyway, sorry, I forgot to say when H two O was released, that followed the continuity from Halloween two. But ignored the Halloween, the continuity from Halloween Four Return, Halloween Five. I'm looking; it's in front of me here. Revenge of ha- Michael Myers is Halloween Five. The Curse of Michael Myers is is Halloween Six. So they all have this storyline with Laurie's child, and H two O ignores that. It just follows Halloween Two. That's important, and I'll get to that in a minute. Then in 2007, they're like, let's just remake it. Let's just have remake a totally different cast. Yeah. New Laurie, blah, 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 blah. This was Rob Zombie's version. Right. Halloween 1. They, that got a this is when Rob Zombie got into, like, like, well, I'm sure he probably always was, but into horror directing. So he'd done, like, House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, his name is Rob Zombie. He had little choice. Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses and... I don't really know Rob Zombie. That got a sequel. Halloween 2, 2009. Okay. Uh, then Halloween we get a nice long break Jamie Lee Curtis God knows where she is I think she wasn't working I think she took some time yeah, and she was yeah, just yeah. yeah and then she did a show called Screen Queens I think but uh, anyway 2018 40 years on 40 years on we have Halloween but it's really confusing because this is a direct sequel to the first, first Halloween movie. but ignores H2O Yep. and ignores Halloween too. I didn't find it that confusing. I just it's not it's not confusing. It's just but I there did. is a lot of uh, alternate versions of Laurie. Um and this one I get the impression that Jamie Lee wasn't that satisfied like Jamie Lee was very interested in exploring Laurie's trauma. And I don't Which think, she apparently said about H2O, but I think I this don't, version gives her a much better opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, I get the impression this was a film. I think she acknowledges H2O was a, was a fine film, but it didn't seem to scratch the itch this that, she wanted, that she wanted to, that to scratch. Yeah. yeah, and I think Halloween 2018 is, is great, actually. It's actually I think really, it's really, really good. Maybe. I can't say it's better than Halloween 1978 because that's the classic and standing on its shoulders but I think it's probably the most well crafted and it's probably the most satisfying arc of a character she has an arc Laurie doesn't have an arc in Halloween really no there's no growth or anything no No. but she does have an arc in this and it's yeah this is definitely um, a really good interpretation follow on from that movie which shows a side of Laurie and the the psychological harm and emotional harm that was caused by that initial night like even though like she oh, she's only really involved with Michael Myers for like five I minutes I kind of think like <laughs> 40 years on would you that would you still be <laughs> I mean well I mean this they do say that in the film like people are constantly it, like, saying yeah. get over it so I don't want to be that person well, it turns out she was right but what's curious is that in that film is that she has two marriages. So, like, there probably have been parts, times in her life where she has let go, but it's crept, it's crept well, up on her. Well, she's had marriages, yes, and she obviously has a child who she but kind of she, like, projects her trauma she tra- onto. She, yeah, she just, like, she kind of ruined that but child. But as it turns out, she was right. right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's arguable. Well, yeah. <laughs> just the 40 years of abuse really... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also think and, I, and we haven't really mentioned the I will go back to Halloween in a minute I think but I think the supporting cast for the most part not completely but for the most part in Halloween 
2018 are, are great. I think her daughter is yeah. great. I think yeah. she's she's uh, Ju- Julie. Oh, what's her name? She's in Jurassic Park. Anyway, she's great. I think I don't think the granddaughter is that amazing, but I think her friend who is babysitting the little kid is wonderful. And that kid is amazing. Yeah, they have a really, really oh, good connection. Yeah, br- just, that kid is so funny. That kid is funny, but she's—they have great chemistry. Great chemistry they yeah. must have spent time together. You kind of see when two actors have that chemistry, do they actually know each other? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they must have spent time together or something because their chemistry is off the chart. But That's really sad that she. I know. Well, well, I I was genuinely upset Surprise, because yeah. in such a short amount of time, she popped. Now. I, so I think popped like oh, like a popped on screen. I mean, oh right. I don't mean <laughs> she popped her clogs. <laughs> yeah, she did that too. Now I think Halloween 2018 was a big success. There is two more sequels planned. Halloween Kills, which is out this year, if sequels to that maybe. Yes. Oh yeah. You see this, this with Jamie thing. Lee, and then in 2021. So the next two Halloweens, do, uh, if if we survive until Halloween, yes, this Halloween. October 16th Halloween Kills is being released which is a sequel to that movie to that so he didn't and that die was, in the basement locked in no the and fire. that's a big problem with this franchise is that how many times have we seen at least in the first Halloween film he's gone yeah so oh, even it's, it's still a bit ridiculous because he gets shot five times and falls I th- off a I think, balcony I mean, but I, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah there is an there is an argument uh, and a and a I don't know if presumption's the right word, but that there is something supernatural about him. I definitely. I mean, I mean, yeah. he's like even like keeping. He's super strong, like and super strong, super resilient, super robust. Yeah. yeah, and we don't actually see him die at the end of Halloween. We just see him in a burning building. We never actually see his body burn. Yes, which is probably exactly. they did that, in but it, it 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 makes them unsatisfying because you're never going to be like, oh well, that's oh well, there he's that's it now, now. Yeah. yeah. So Halloween ends in 2021. Then I believe Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends are how were filmed back to back. And are they leading? Are they kind of like leading straight on from? The yes. Events? Okay. But I felt the end of Halloween 2018 was nice and it was perfect. It was a very was good just, conclusion. Yeah. Anyway, I just Jamie Lee Curtis obviously needs money. <laughs> I don't think she. She's, it was, it was, you kind of think though I mean if you like she wanted to scratch this itch as you said and I, I would have thought that that did that and I saw her interviewed about this movie about the 2018 version where yeah, she, she said did a, that. she did a great series of interviews promoting yeah, it yeah yeah she's a bit crackers I don't um, think so I think she's great you kind of think mm, should you not just quit while you're ahead you know you've done a really good movie that was that was that rebooted that most franchise most successful film it. of all time with a female lead over 50, I believe. Oh, wow. I could be wrong. There's some, there's some statistic there that it's the most successful movie with... Even, like, with all Meryl Streep movies and stuff? Yeah. Incredible. Maybe it's a horror movie. Maybe horror movies, I would imagine. Um, let's go to IMBD. I, I've been po- it's been pointed out to me that I say that wrong. What do I say? IMBD. Why not say IMBD, no? It's IMDb. IMDb. I say IMBD. Yeah. Or BB or DD. Right. I, I or say IM and then my mouth <laughs> just takes me on a. Can't be the most successful movie of all time with the with the lead character of over 50. Great woman. Or lead woman. It can't be. Barrel Street movies. Well, I don't. Name a one where she's the lead where that has been a bigger hit than this. Julie and Julia. I think this would mean it made more money. Devil Wears Prada. She's not the lead. Mamma Mia. 
Yeah, Mamma Mia was bigger. Okay, it's the biggest horror movie opening with a female lead over 55. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Jamie Lee. There's a lot of caveats there, but I still, <laughs> I still think that's um, to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> that's a statistic um, but should we let's let's go back to 1978 because that's why we're all here yes I just thought it, I this think has to be this this movie like in keeping with our with our uh, format we have to talk about the 78 one because this is from the 70s decade that we're going to be yes 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 I just I think this film is it's important to look at this film in the context of what it built and it built its own very successful if shaky franchise and it also kind of is responsible for the entire slasher genre like leading up to films today like it's probably simultaneously responsible for building modern slashers and to a certain degree destroying it <laughs> and then we yeah it. yeah so will we go to character by character do you want to do scene by scene what do you want to do let's talk we go with characters we always talk about characters okay yeah we're a, I, I, I'm interested in characters we're a character based can we, can we talk about her friends her two friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of think they're hilarious. Okay. I think the, the format of this film the is a bit... It's actually overly confusing because I was a bit... So we have Laurie who's babysitting Tommy. Laurie's... Okay. We, yeah. I, I won't remember the kids' names, but fair enough. Okay. okay. Tommy and Lindsay are Tommy, the kids. Right. So we got Laurie babysitting Tommy. Yeah. And then we got Annie who's babysitting... Lindsay. Lindsay across the road. Yes. But it's established that she's only babysitting, so she has a place to bring the boy home. With Paul. Yes. Who we never see. Do Unless that's Linda's boyfriend him. as well. What's his name? No, he's Bob. So we never see Paul. We don't see Paul. We Bob. hear all about him. We hear that he's true eggs and he's been grounded. We hear him on the phone. Yeah. So I think that's a bit odd. So I, I feel like this is kind of a script that needed a bit of massaging because then we have Linda who has Bob as a boyfriend. Yeah. And they have these plans to meet up that night, but there's no intention of Laurie being included. They're like, they're planning, Linda and Bob are planning on going to... So Laurie is babysitting, babysitting. And the other girl is babysitting only for to have a place to... Boink. <laughs> okay, that's our new... That's our new boink sound effect. <laughs> and also... The other, so the other couple, Bob and Linda, Linda, are is going Linda? to come is over. Is there really a Lindsay and a Linda in this film? That seems confusing. So they're going to come over and also boink in the same house, but mm. not together, as far as I'm aware. Okay, so yeah, it is Linda and Lindsay. That's unnecessary to have two characters in a film, one Linda, well, one Lindsay. Not, you don't realise it at the time, so no, I guess matter. not. So, okay, do you remember I told you I had a thesis statement? Go on. My thesis statement is nothing to do with these people being punished for their promiscuity. It's them being punished for their absolute lack of respect for other people's houses. Oh my Could you imagine going and babysitting (laughs) and then saying, right, hon, to your partner... I'm going to put the kid to bed and then you come over and then we'll go upstairs to one of these bedrooms and shag. It, it actually, it's actually even, okay, so let's we'll talk about Annie first of all, right? She gets some, she's just clueless to the world. She spills a bit of coffee on herself, right? A little bit of, is it coffee? Uh, no, I think it's butter from the popcorn. Butter, butter, right? A bit of butter. <laughs> she's spilled a bit of butter on herself. Betty, yeah, Annie spilled a bit of butter. Right, she's babysitting this kid for what? 
four, five hours. She's going to be going home at midnight or one, right? She strip. Okay, she's in a kitchen with a glass me. door, right? If I strip off of my house, I have to make sure every curtain is closed. <laughs> Not let alone if I'm. You don't in, want to scare the neighbors, son. Let alone if I'm in <laughs> another person's. Like that's not my own house yeah, and the With the kid door. in the next room So she strips off Not wearing a bra I mean that's basically it. Then she puts on What I assume to be The father's shirt. Crisp white shirt Yeah I, um, it was, I thought it was A checkered kind of plaid shirt No it's okay. white Okay um, Very Carrie Bradshaw actually With a little belt It would have looked Kind of cute yeah. That's fine then she gets a Not phone really but okay Well no, no I just mean That's that right yeah. Then she gets a phone call From Paul, Paul. Who is who wants to? But says but, you have to come but to you me. Have to to come to me. So this girl Annie, who is getting paid, I imagine, getting paid. to babysit Lindsay, is like, uh, you you're in your comfortable home and has arranged. Well, you know whether, uh, albeit not uh, sort of morally, but arranged to be in the house where they can blink. And then Paul goes and says, "Here, you have to come over and pick yeah, me up." Yeah, yeah. Look off, Paul. So she then brings Lindsay over to the boy across the road. Yeah. And Laurie and Laurie, do you know the job that I'm getting paid to do? You do you're that. going to do that I'm you're going to, go to off and get I'm going to go off and get my bit uh, I there's no talk of I'll I'll give you know I'll be an hour she says an hour and babysitters are usually paid by the hour she, I hope she was planning on giving Laurie that hour pay or whatever Laurie's like okay okay um, she's knitting because we need to her, we need to know that <laughs> she's, she's homely so she's knitting God love her she's knitting then Annie goes off no she doesn't go she gets strangled in the back of the car right but the worst yeah. thing happens then the worst thing happens then Linda and her and Bob turn, turn up, up to an empty fall house fall out of the car I think they're drinking Drunk, yes don't close the door in the car the door because why would you do that leave the door wide open turn up to this empty house that's not even their that's not their house that's not even their friend like their friend's house that is being babysat <laughs> They go upstairs. They have sex for about. They go in. There's no lights on. They go in, turn on the lights, start filling around on the couch, and then say, "Oh, she told us we could go up and use the third bedroom on the left." Yes, they do. Uh, he can't get it up for a little bit for some reason, and then he rolls over. There's some reason he's distracted. Then he gets on top. No, of he's on top of her. And then the phone rings or something. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. And then he gets back on her. He rolls around for about. 20 seconds yeah. she is con- trying to convince herself she's like that was incredible no it wasn't hon. it was not incredible she's like oh my god oh my god, oh my god. then they smoke they yeah. smoke in the house in the bed in the bed and then in she's the bed. like she's like get me, a beer. get me a beer that I presume these nice people have in their house that they wouldn't want Annie, our teenage babysitter, let alone her fornicating Could friends. Could you imagine the parents come home and find all their beers gone and Annie's left there going to wouldn't Could you? When I was a teen, I did. Ba- I babysat a few times Dorina's, my friend Dorina's brother, and I knew that house well. Yeah. But I babysat another family once that were friends of my mum that I didn't really know. And they told me that there was yogurts in the fridge and there was, cri- I could help myself to all this stuff. And I decided I would have a yogurt, a chocolate yogurt. And halfway through, I suddenly got this anxiety that, oh, that was just them being polite. They didn't really want me <laughs> to have this yogurt. I shouldn't have had this chocolate yogurt. Seriously? I, yes. So I actually put the chocolate yogurt in my, when I finished it, I put the carton in my pocket 
because I didn't want her to see it in the bin to think the cheek of that lad having yogurt. And then when I went home that night, I got anxiety because I was like, oh no, there's one missing in the fridge. <laughs> that is the anxiety I felt that one time Aww. I babysat as a teenager. What are you? About 15 or 16. And they never asked you to babysit they, again. But they actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, teenage boys never get asked to babysit. They had a regular babysitter and they were stuck. And my mum said, Paul will do it. It was fine. But I'm just saying, like, and I feel... smoking in the bed after sex. So I don't feel that this film is judging them for being promiscuous. I feel it's judging them for being assholes. Mm, Yeah, they are being assholes. But they're likable. I mean, they're still likable. They are likable. I actually think Annie is really likable. She's very charismatic. Um, Linda, okay. Connor, will you ask me... Will you tell me that you've forgotten your book? And I'm just going to reply verbatim what Linda says. Just tell me you've forgotten your book. Oh, I forgot my book. Oh, so who cares? I always forget my chemistry book, and my math book, and my English book, and let's see, my, my French book. And who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I always forget my books. It doesn't really matter if you got your books or not. <laughs> <laughs> that is a complicated What, what is script? that line? I wonder, did they just say to that girl... Just maybe, just was, maybe because in slasher movies you do have a ditz. So maybe he was trying to do that, make her out to be this. Yeah, kind of she was quite cute, and, and I don't mean that like she was cute looking. She was, but I, I just as a character, she came off quite cute. Yeah. But that line, if it was written in the script, it was almost more like nervous things that you would say to someone that you fancy yeah. to be like rambling on. You like, could have just said, "Oh, I always forget my books. It doesn't matter. Forget about it." Obviously, they just wanted because in that scene. Michael is driving by in a they car and they just time. need they just need to have a conversation going on that we that we're not interested you know like background yeah. dialogue yeah. just to so that but it's they probably said improvise and she was like Matt's book chemistry yeah, book yeah let's see uh, French book it's just know, it's here? like it's weird that like Annie wouldn't be like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> why are you rambling on you forget your books we get it we get it um, and it's remarkable that that actress does does a good job yeah she's good like yeah, she's the good. two of them are I mean they perform the roles necessary and we do like them even though they're kind of mean and they're kind of assholes and they're a bit mean to Laurie they're still they, <laughs> they certainly do I do think the death scene of Linda is when she, the whole thing is when she's on the phone it's meant to sound like to Je, to Laurie that she's having sex yeah, but, but it, well, I don't think it really works not really, because I think at that point is when Laurie goes, that's a bit odd. I might go over and see if they're That's right. fair, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. But I think that she should have made more <laughs> sounds than like, like, ah. <laughs> like it was very sexy. The I don't think you can, I think if somebody's strangling it from behind with uh, the cord of the phone, hun, I don't think you have time to be thinking about no, what well, sound you're no, trying I'm to not, make. I'm not saying that that was what the character should have done. <laughs> I'm saying that's what she would have done. Like when you're, yeah. look, I, I've never been strangled with a television telephone cord but i my my, i imagine that you wouldn't be going like ah you'd be going like "Ah," but whatever it worked do you find this film scary i remember watching it as a teenager and not being able to sleep for a few weeks okay it was very scary yeah i feel like i would have been very scared of this when i was quite young yeah but it does nothing for me now i think it's tense and i enjoy it but I, i i don't feel in the slightest bit scared now like, I mean, I'm not looking at it jumping now, but I mean, I've seen it before. But Maybe that's I it. Do Maybe have, I've seen it like, too many times. Like, I... One of my fears is to be sleeping at night and waking up and somebody's in the room. Not Michael Myers, whatever, but just somebody. And, you know, that, that kind of 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, there are, like, the scenes where Tommy, the little boy, sees the house across the road and sees your man standing there, like, that. that I guess that is quite scary. That is very scary. Yeah, yeah especially as, for a little Particularly kid. when they've just heard about the boogeyman. Yeah. Do you want to move on to, to Laurie, or do you, I think I've said enough about the friends. I like, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. So anyway, they, they're all arseholes and they get killed. And he yeah. gets strangled in the back of a car. Uh, Bob has a pretty good death scene. Great, he probably the best. He up against a wall and then stabbed through is the Is he strangled? Oh, he is strangled. Yeah, yeah. And then stabbed in the chest and then he's hanging there. That is some long knife. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, in, the in the 2018 yeah. version we, we spoke of it, uh, there's a sort of homage to that. Yeah. Where and I think that actor who plays, we didn't mention him, I think he's great as well. I think he's adorable. He has a tattoo and they don't show it. He kind of says, oh, I got this tattoo. And they don't show it. And then for a brief second, they show it when he's dead. I don't know what it is. It the date. I can't. I didn't see it. I think it's Halloween 2018. I think it's the date. But it's. The, I feel like it should be a bigger Easter egg than it actually is. Anyway. anyway we're not talking about it. No. Yes. And Linda gets strangled by a phone cord. Death, you wouldn't see in a film now. No. So, Laurie, let's talk about Laurie. Laurie, this was Jamie Lee Curtis's, Curtis's first film. First film, not her first acting role, but her first film. And she has openly admitted, which I think is quite refreshing, that she only got this role. Not only got it, but it was between her and someone else. But because of and the mother. deciding factor was nepotism because of her parents. Because of her mother. Yeah. Probably particularly her I mother. I think Hitchcock had a big influence on John Carpenter and yeah. Psycho... Uh, yeah, Janet Lee. Yeah, so it's so. Kind of, and you can you can see that being like, ooh, Janet Lee's daughter in this new horror film, and I think it's really refreshing that Jamie Lee Curtis is that. totally acknowledgement. Like, I mean, what could I got paid? <laughs> yeah, like I think five thousand dollars is what she got paid for this film, or eight thousand dollars, less than ten thousand. Was it less than? I think it was eight thousand. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Eight thousand. I mean, I I say isn't that crap? I mean, I wouldn't mind eight thousand dollars for filmed in like a week. Or so yeah, thirteen days <laughs> yeah. or something. Like. I mean, there's not much to it. Donald Pleasance was get on to him. He was paid twenty thousand dollars. He was only there for five days. <laughs> well, he was the big name at the time. It's so funny to think Jamie Lee and Donald Pleasant like she'd be the bigger name now. And I really like that. I, I think like it's great that she became. Well, I think she's a superstar. I know you disagree. Like it's, it's very well respected. <laughs> it's cool that she became like, and I think that has helped the film. Because had she just been played by an actress like one of the like the girls who played Annie or, or or even you know we would just she would just be like if you think of the original Friday the Thirteenth sure um, Kevin Bacon is in that but he's just one of the one of the fodder the to be killed, killed yeah. I mean who knows does anybody know the main girl in the original Friday the Thirteenth no yeah Nightmare on Elm Street was uh, the launchpad for. Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, but the girl, the girl, she was in a few other things, but like nobody says, oh, that's you know. I think the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis became a big star really helps the legacy of Halloween because it's not just about Michael Myers. Then, yeah, it it also is about Laura. I think she's. I wouldn't. She's not. Laurie isn't as iconic as Michael Myers, but Laurie is. A, you know, she's a famous horror character, and I think that's helped it. They did. I mean, yeah. You kind of think though, like in the in the two thousand seven remake for Rob Zombie, uh, they still have the same characters because it's a remake, Laurie, and they obviously don't use Jamie Lee Curtis. And I think that's a bit of a slap in the face because Laurie is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's a bit like recasting Harrison Ford or something. Yeah, or like Indiana Jones. I always go to Star Trek, but it'd be like saying, you know, although in fairness, 
Kirk is recast as uh, Chris Pine. But there you go. Because I think Jay- Laurie is kind of we don't we don't know anything about Laurie in this film except that she's bookish. Yeah, that she is a like a nice girl. But we don't do we. Don't really we don't find out about her history. No, or, we yeah, no, no. She's kind of just a an avatar for girls watching this film to project themselves onto. That she's a nice girl. She. I suppose in the context of this, maybe it doesn't really matter because it's just the 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 story just needs you to get get you to like Laurie, and then know that there's this impending horrible uh, yes absolutely exactly and that's all you need to know yeah and i think jamie lee curtis is is likable enough and uh, to be, if i'm really honest when i think about jamie and i get excited i'm not thinking about her in this film i'm thinking about her in the fish called wanda in true lies and i do think she's really good in this film but that's the films that i think she really kind of gets excited by in this film she is just literally an, a likable girl who anyone can watch this and relate to and be like that could be me you know, she's the Bella babysitting. Of, yeah, yeah, this is the Bella. You know, I mean, and I'd say it was terrifying for all babysitters around America. When yeah, well, one kind of slight criticism about this film is that even it's called Halloween. I feel it doesn't really take advantage of. It's not very Halloweeny, apart from the amount of pumpkins around. None of the characters filmed in spring. Yeah, well, it's quite obvious. I mean, it yeah. looks beautiful, and it's nice and, it's green nice and sunny. And, and apparently, the, the 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 leaves, the brown leaves, were all fake. Yeah, in, yeah, but. None of the car- none of the girls are in costume. Well, no, I mean, there's kids running around in costume. At the very start. Uh, well, they all come out of the school in costume, and then yeah. when, uh, you know, during yeah, the evening time, there's kids running up and down the no, street. No, I, I get that, I get that, but none of the girls are in costume. None they of them, blow, one of the guys... We never... No, I mean, the girls aren't dressed up. There's no... Maybe Halloween was different in the 70s, but I kind of feel every teenager... Is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be very I don't hard think to you'd get be dressing up, going to babysit. My point is that would you get a teenager to babysit on Halloween night? Most Your teenagers said have, you have to do it for Mrs. Well, Brown or something. Well, maybe Laurie would, but and they're not. I mean, they're 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 at that age probably where they're. Yeah, I don't think she's meant to be. She's meant to be like eighteen. She's meant to be just about to go into college or something. I imagine. We still dress up for Halloween. <laughs> I didn't dress up for Halloween <laughs> when I was 18. Well, maybe not. I mean, you probably do kind of enter this too cool for school phase. And I do think Halloween has become a more commercial thing as the years have gone by. Well, it, yeah. But I, I also think it's unusual. it was an unusual choice that they had Michael kill his sister. And it was also a school night. They mentioned that. I think... It, no, that's in the sequel. In the 2018, they mentioned it. God school damn night. it! I do think it's also an unusual choice that they had Michael wear a very deliberate costume in 1963 the clown costume with a mask and he doesn't don that again in 1978 well, there is an interesting I, I know that they did have a Halloween mask that they that they were testing out and they just felt the Michael Myers mask that we now know was more it's creepier yeah, and I agree it is creepier oh, yeah, yeah. but I, I kind of think it would have been interesting then for him to wear that mask in the 1963 murder to to Brit to connect to the two I think yeah well I mean I don't think the mask that he wears in the you know in 1978 would have fit him <laughs> I mean whatever I think he's just I mean it's the start of his of his murders he 
I mean, for all in, for all intents and purposes, he just dresses up like he's just been a normal kid. He's been dressed up in a clown outfit, and then something happens, something snaps in him, or he gets possessed or something. And he uh, well, my sexy topless sister. And he's like, I'm going to kill my sexy <laughs> topless sister for having 13 second sex with her boyfriend. Um, and grabs a mask. No, I know, I, I get all that. I just think from a from a story point of view, it would have been the obvious choice would have been to have him wear an updated version of yeah. the costume that he, he, he then later wears. Because when people see him, you know, in one of the things that the 2018 version has in its favor is when Michael Myers is going around in his mask, people probably just think, oh, that's a really tasteless costume. But really you know, people do yeah. do things like that. People are tasteless. So when he's walking around in 1978, had he been wearing the mask that famously this little kid killed his sister in, you know, 18 years previously, it would have just been like, that's a bit tasteless. But whatever, it's fine. It just means it's, it would have tied them all together. It, it's kind of hard to talk about Michael because he's no character, really. I suppose we haven't talked about the actual scene where she meets Michael. When is the first scene she sees him? That's in, terrible. She, I can't. It's not coming she, to me. Well, I mean, she's seen him on I the know, streets. I know, yeah, but, but when, the, he, when, she conf- when she confronts oh, him, oh, wait, oh, when he appears behind, that's yeah. fantastic. He walks, she walks in, so she goes over, she's heard the, these mumblings on the telephone. She goes over to see what the story is with her friends, and she goes upstairs, and she finds them all dead. She finds Annie in the bed with the tombstone. Uh, Michael's... I do think that looks a bit... I think it's a bit prank, daft, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she goes, oh no, and she steps back and then Bob falls out of the closet, hanging upside down. And then she goes, oh no, <laughs> and then she goes over and uh, another closet opens and uh, Linda's in there with her all twisted up and she's like, good God almighty. And she's walking back and then this light turns on in the closet and Michael emerges. That's wonderfully shot and it's That's very, creepy. very creepy. And one of the things about this movie is the, the lighting is quite dark because they didn't have enough budget for proper lighting, but it really works. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want a, a bright-ass Halloween film. Well, a lot of the other ones, they would be much more professionally lit, like, you know, H2O and think, all yeah, these. I think it know, looks, looks good. looks crisp. I, I mean, it's slightly dated, but it still looks really crisp. Yeah, I, think I think if they had more of a budget, the, the lighting would have been a lot brighter so that you could... Uh, hmm. And I don't think it would have been as creepy. I mean, I think there's low. It's actually very well directed. I mean, John Carpenter. He he was on a budget, you know, but he he like the scene what we mentioned earlier on with the book scene. That scene where she meets Annie and then Linda. No, she meets Linda and Annie catches up with them. That's all one shot while they're walking across the road. Yes, and then we see the car come up and then it only cuts when the car kind of comes close to them and that just creates this kind of and see a sense of dread and then this i didn't notice this you pointed out when they're talking to annie's father who's the chief of police michael drives behind them them, that's really clever i didn't cop that that's the first Um, time i noticed that they do that like the first scene with the kid is all one well it's shot as if it's just one take it probably is one take no there's a couple of cuts oh is there okay like when he puts the mask on yeah okay 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 but it's shot as if it's one take the newer movie the 2018 halloween takes advantage of that a lot more okay where it's one continuous i i also think though the new film had a much higher budget to play with so 
Laurie gets the like gets a couple of times she gets one up on Michael in this. I mean every time she's with against him she gets um, one up. Where everybody else has just kind of fallen. No, yeah, she's very she's, confident. Yeah. I mean she, she gets him the first time she runs back over to the house and gets the kids and say, Ooh, let me in, let me in and Michael's coming up behind uh, her, which uh, is really b- creepy. Before she goes back to the house, one of the neighbours is like, No, you're not getting in. Yeah, she goes. Imagine off. a teenage girl knocks at your door screaming, helping, and you're like No. No. <laughs> What a wagon. Uh, although you don't like, I mean, it might not be uncommon uh, on Halloween night for teenagers to be running up. Going, I kind of mm, still think. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she gets over and there's a really creepy scene where she's oh, it's really tense where she's trying to get back into the house and Michael's Tommy's like, behind her, like, oh, okay, I'll come back down. Why'd you lock yourself out? Yeah, why did she lock herself out? It's a good point. Well, I think she, I think she locked the door and then the keys fell out of her pocket or something. Mm. Is the implication? She gets into the house, but the windows open. Up. That is quite creepy. Yeah, and she stabs him in the in the in the neck with a, with a knitting needle. needle. Yeah, her knitting needle. <laughs> her homeliness has paid off. Yeah, and then she sits down with her back turned to him. Would you do that? Why? She does that like eight times. Why would she does you it? ever, if there was a big murdering murderer in your house, why would you ever turn your back to them? And the, the only, my, I still, I think this is a bit weak sauce, but my only thing is if you did stab someone and believe that they were dead, you probably wouldn't want to look at their body. You know, you wouldn't want to see, you know, I can, so yeah. I can kind of see like, I don't even want to acknowledge it, but I, I don't. Well, I wouldn't be sitting down no. on the couch relaxing. I'd be like, okay, kids, let's no. go, let's go, and let's the fact go. That she does it twice. Is it three times? She does it when she stabs him with the knitting needle. And then she does it again when she stabs she him goes in the upstairs, bedroom. The kids lock themselves in a room and she goes in. Cleverly opening the doors to the balcony to look at like she was Quite clever. Yeah. I liked that. And then runs into the closet. Yeah. Um. And she ties the closet together with a belt. Again. Sensible. Yeah. I did. When, so I laughed at this and you didn't really know what I was laughing at at the time. So there's all this kind of like, ooh, trying to get the closet open. Yeah. And then Michael smashes through. Uh, stabs him in the eye with mm-hmm. a hanger. Again, very clever. Yeah. You need good aim for that, especially through a knife. mask. And she stabs him in the chest with a knife. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... When she does that and he falls out, she goes over to another door in the closet and just opens it. <laughs> Why? What? She's locked these closet doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's smashed his way through. There's another door, which she just opens and walks uh, Right, okay, okay, okay. Goes over, sits down, tells the kids to get out and run. Go to the neighbours. Not the not the Fredericks, they'll just tell you to go away. Go to the other ones. Yeah. And come to call the police while I sit here and... While I sit down and have and, a breath and, and turn my back again. Yeah. Sit here, and it's so creepy when he sits up. Yeah, uh, if I have one little complaint, she's been so competent up to this point, and the I know that Donald Pleasant. We'll get to him in a second. I know that he doesn't actually kill Michael because he's not there, but it annoys me slightly that they give the they give him the she's final the final. Uh, yeah, she's you know why? Well, I mean. Although he is somewhat of a secondary character, we realise, you know, he, he has been with Michael for years, chasing I mean, in this night, been yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, him, yeah. you know, so I, I, I think it's okay. But no, uh, Laurie is, I, I feel Laurie is the main character, I think, I think he could have been, he could have like warned her or something. I, I think like this, has happened, this has happened to Laurie in a matter of 
10 minutes. I know. I know. Yeah, that's a good even, point. Even though that, like she has acted very competently, you know. No, I get that. I just think from the, like Laurie is the main character. She's the audience's avatar. And I just think oh, she should have had the final blow. Mm. I don't oh, know. that's just my opinion. Yeah. But at this point, he, and she also manages to demask him. Which is unusual. I don't like that. I uh, think that I feel like the film regrets that they did that. Yeah, bit bit unusual because he. I don't we think never you'll ever see, see his face again. No, and even then, there's quite a few scenes in 2018 where he isn't wearing his mask you throughout, and you face. just see him behind yeah. or something. Also, he must be like well into his seventies at that stage. Or no, sixties. He's twenty one in this. He's quite young. Twenty one in nineteen. You did the maths. If you're 21 in 1978, well, you're 40 you? years on, so you're 61. Okay. okay. Very physically fit 60 year old man. Mm. I mean, they do show him with white hair and stuff. So that's a. And then Laurie has the worst line ever at the end where she goes, Is the boogeyman real? I think the only person we haven't talked about then is Donald. I think we could probably talk a bit more about Michael, to be honest. I, I kind of find it hard to talk about Michael because he's he like he's not even described as Michael in the credits. They call him the shape, and he is literally just this. He's more like a force than a character. Yeah, he's just like this unstoppable force. I think the reason so the the reason why they picked so the mask they picked for him, which is a Captain William Picard. Shatner, no, Captain Kirk. Sorry, Shatner I, mask. I, I knew that. Yeah, uh, which they took out the eyes and kind of colored voice and stuff <laughs> you'd never know no the reason they picked it is because it's expressions yeah i think that, i think it works very it, well yeah he doesn't have emotion he doesn't he do, doesn't seem like he's driven by anything other than a lust to kill yeah it's still like i think this works better than the jason mask which is the hockey mask because at least this has fe- human features so the jason mask is just a balaclava well and, and i i don't find the screen mask scary no it's cartoonish it's yeah well the the michael mask has human features but they're just like a statue they're just blank and that's why i think it's the scariest yeah yeah that's interesting why they call it like because he, he's he's called michael myers but he's also called the shape yeah that was obviously and he's still uh, called that in the 2018 version obviously it's obviously a, choice a deliberate or, choice yeah I don't have a huge amount to say about Donald Pleasant either, to be honest. Uh, he plays Loomis. Yeah, Dr. Loomis. He's more of a... a yeah, he's kind of the, the doctor who... <laughs> I mean... Christopher Lee was uh, offered the role first, I think. Yeah, he would have been great. Uh, he would have been great. And he says that it's he really regretted not taking it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's definitely good. Uh, and he's, he's another... like uh, Apart from Jamie Lee Curtis, I think he's actually more consistently in the movies yeah he's on he's he continues in them up until the remake not in H2O, uh, no he's not in H2O yeah. but I think he's up well into the the map there, which is that. funny because yeah. he was the one who probably needed he was the big star that like the franchise needed and then later on it was probably the, the franchise needed him you know Jamie Lee Curtis overtook him as a star I do it's funny like <laughs> I question any doctor who calls his patients evil <laughs> He's like this. This man is, is pure evil. He's a killer. Well, I think, like we said, there is an element of supernatural yeah, I know, to him. I know, I know, I know. And, yeah, the, yeah. and he's although he makes some determinations about Michael, 
you know, he, he's, he's, he's said he's never spoken. Yeah, they say he can speak. How he, he can speak, but he's never spoken. How do you know he can speak then? Because he probably spoke as a kid. I mean, he hasn't spoken in 18 years. I mean, I could play piano as a kid. Well, you don't, <laughs> speech is different. You don't, you don't lose the ability well, to speak. I mean, they still say that in the 2018 version when he hasn't spoken in 40 years. I mean, I feel like even your vocal cords would start to... Maybe. <laughs> um, well, he maybe lets off a grunt or something. And that, the, that he's just been staring at a wall essentially for 15 years. Mm. But then starts making determinations that he's just pure evil and... Yeah, what's he basing that on? Well, yeah, like, he yeah. could have some stories like we gave him a kitten <laughs> or something. You know, like, you know, we had this program where we gave we gave, we gave them homeless kittens. <laughs> he didn't give the kitten the medication on time. I don't know. Like, yeah, what's he basing it on? Good point. John Carpenter said that he had based Michael, which is kind of terrible, but he based oh. Michael off a child that he met on oh, a yeah. school tour of a psychiatric ward who said that he looked evil and, you know, was just looking at him in this creepy way. Yeah. I, again, I think he's kind of, I think he's very good in the role, Donald Pleasance, but he's he's playing a caricature like the Europe, is he got a European accent? I feel like he does. I think he's he sounds British or something. Yeah, like the European doctor who's you know. Uh, there was two little things. First of all, if that if it was made a few years later, they would have absolutely had Michael kill the nurse that shares the car with Donald Pleasance that he steals the car from. It was quite an unusual choice that Michael didn't kill her. I think he would have killed her. I think he he just like smashed the window and she like jumped out of the car. Yeah, I know. But like in later on, later on in later horror films, they're like, let's get anybody who we can get killed. Let's kill them as long as we don't need them later on. Like the child in the newer one. Oh, that's awful. That's really sad. Um, the child that loves to dance. He loves how he wants to do us to dance. Dad, I don't mind hunting. I don't mind hunting, but dance is my thing time now. With you, but dance is my thing dance now. is my thing now. I got to dance. I'm gonna be a star someday, Papa. I'm gonna be a star. I'm gonna be in show business, and no one's gonna stop me. <laughs> Crushed, <laughs> like Michael Myers. And his dad isn't like anti that. He's no. he's just he's oh. not like we're a man or anything. No, like he's just like okay, son. But uh, what's this truck here, Dad? <laughs> don't go there, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, great. The, the new film was really great. Whoever who wrote the new film, it's not John Carpenter. I know that. Di- the dialogue in that film was top notch. Like that kid did not need to be as likable as he was. It was written Before by sorry, yeah, yeah. It was written by Jeff Fradley, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. We've been giving a lot of credit to John Carpenter. We haven't mentioned is Deborah Hill, who also wrote. Who co-wrote this? Who co-wrote it? Yeah, and I think that's pretty good because it's a female writer. Because I personally don't think these female characters have been slut shamed. I feel like they're being no, I don't think irresponsible yeah. shamed. Yeah, and I also think that Michael think kills he, men as well. Like he kills Bob. I think it's kind of like for Annie and uh, Linda, particularly. You know they're they're quite in control of uh, their sexuality and of you know yeah you know they're they're the ones kind of taking charge to a certain degree in a lot of ways you know they're not going to be led by men. Or I do think all the men in this film become assholes as soon as they ejaculate. <laughs> well, that's just real life. Paul. <laughs> it's true though. Uh, Michael's sister's boyfriend, as soon as he gets his wicked way, literally. I mean, I know that has to be like that for the sake of the film, but like. 
incredibly fast. And and Bob is a bit of a dickhead to Linda too. And mind you, she is kind of like, do you want a beer? Yeah, well, go get me. She's like... And she tells him, go get me a beer. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think Deborah Hill, she... I think it was important that, that a woman had a co-writing credit in this and because and, I think Deborah yeah, Hill... And I don't think she probably gets the recognition for this because John Carpenter co-wrote oh, he directed, directed yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but they wrote a lot of films together they wrote Escape from LA as well together I don't know if we mentioned it in that episode they wrote The Fog together Escape from New York and Escape from New York sorry mm. uh, yeah both of them and she wrote The Fog which Jamie Lee is also in Does this pass the Becknell test? Yeah So two women have a conversation that doesn't revolve Yeah Annie, Lur- uh, Annie and there's the walk in the street where they're talking about what they're going to do tonight and they're like I don't have anything to do well I'm not do, a bit sorry for you do they not talk about oh well I'm seeing Bob or whatever they do they do but they also talk about just what they're doing tonight and they talk about their books and do then they not, does the conversation not have to be exclusively ex you know not relating to a boy but I think she mentioned yeah okay I think well I think they're talking about I thought of that as well and I was like oh yeah that that scene but maybe not uh, well when they're when Laurie and Annie are in the car and they're just talking about the babysitting that night and they smoke weed also they have smoking weed Laurie smoking weed which kind of strengthens my argument that this because one of the rules is also that if characters do drugs they're going to die but Laurie smokes weed yeah and then also you have Lindsay the baby she does die just like 20 years later in one of the (laughs) iterations and I'm sure (laughs) you shouldn't have smoked that weed 30 years ago also we have Lindsay the little girl talking to Annie a few times this film also does a trope that that is in so many films which is when Laurie is in class and when she sees Michael for the first time oh, yeah. the teacher is talking about I, can't, I, I did I did mental, take a mental note of it at the time but I can't remember now the teacher starts talking about things that are like re- relevant to the themes yeah. yeah how many films have done that it was in Buffy it was in kind of like a background hereditary it was yeah. well it, one thing to note is it's very white it is very white very white very white is there a other raced person in this I don't believe so um, is the 2018 version all all white as well I think it is certainly none of the prominent characters are of colour so got it's got good female representation but no, no uh, diversity diversity of, of race we met, we talked about Don Carpenter I, I think he directed it wonderfully he did a really good job I don't always love John Carpenter directing an Escape from New York I wasn't a big fan of but this it almost seems to me that the that the low budget benefited it to a certain extent it's I mean I feel kind of funny like when it comes to our list and um, I feel kind of com- conflicted and this is the first film that I haven't really fully you, you, you might be able to influence me here because I feel like this film on its own even though I, I feel like this film like on its own in a vacuum <laughs> it has it it has it like it's not perfect like there's little issues here and there it's also very simple but i also feel that this has influenced uh, has had such a big impact that uh, that has cre- you know the scream franchise has totally relies on this child's play franchise nightmare on elm street franchise you know and probably even other like because i do think psycho was probably the first slasher but psycho doesn't 
use any tropes that we now associate with slasher films and this and this this film when you watch this film if you show this to a, a teenager now they'd probably think it was very cliched but this film invented the cliches so do you put this so I, I'm going to why, why I'm so you're saying in the context of this film and of its uh, influence on slashers you rank, rank it higher quite than you high. would if yeah like let, I'm just going to use Scream as an example Scream is probably the slasher that I have seen the most and I, that was very important to me as a teenager I think Scream is probably a better film than Halloween as a film but if I was to rank my top 10 slashers i feel like i would high, rank this higher than screen does that make sense yeah i don't know if i was showing if okay so in that example if i was if somebody said oh i've never seen a slasher show me a good slasher you think you would show them scream above halloween but i think you need to have seen halloween to really get why scream is so good i think halloween is creepier than scream without a doubt and definitely but Scream is probably more realistic to a certain and extent. funnier and cl- more cl- the script is more clever. If you want to have, a, I suppose, an enjoyable movie, more so than looking at a... Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. The the only thing we haven't really spoken about that I have on my list here is, is the music. And we, and we think well, we have Carpenter to. Carpenter wrote the music. Yeah, well, he wrote the Incredible. music for Escape for New York as well, which I loved. He didn't yeah. really like the music for that. But I mean, the music for... Oh, for Halloween, I would say after Psycho is probably the most iconic horror music. Absolutely. I mean, uh, and maybe, well, the you've got Tubular Bells for The Exorcist would be very iconic. But that's I think kind of this is more iconic than The Exorcist. Uh, the Exorcist would be up there, but I think this is more. I think, yeah, definitely. It's it's one of the most recognizable and horror soundtracks. It's almost more famous than the film sometimes, but when you hear it in the film... It is when it's just incredible. like the first, the first introduction. There's no kind of introduction to this movie. It's just the, that music starts. The pumpkin, dun, 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 yeah. and The pumpkin starts rotting. Oh, it's brilliant! And um, the and the seek in the eighteen, it's the opposite. It starts growing. It's growing back. Yeah. Yeah. The you said you had something to tell me. What was it? No, it's just if you look at the the design on the pumpkin in the in the 1978 and the 2018, it's the same. But just as I noticed uh, when watching it. One of the eyes is sort of in the shape of a face, and then the nose. There's a there's a line up to the nose, which looks like a knife. Yeah, yeah, clever, clever. It is clever. Now the music is incredible, just really wonderful. Yeah, it's in as I found out a complex odd timing of five four. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Jesus Christ Superstar. Just like Jesus Christ Superstar. (laughs) I we I actually planned to talk about Jesus Christ Superstar in our in our kind of intro, but I I didn't uh, get a chance. But uh, Connor and I watched the, the 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 live version. Uh, two weeks ago on YouTube, which was only up for twenty four hours, and I've been obsessed, obsessed with it ever been. since. Oh and a God. part of me has been kind of going, that nineteen seventy version, the nineteen seventy three film version. That have you seen the trailer for that? I've been thinking, how can I get that into a silver screen? We've already done musicals, <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, they sort of slash Jesus at the end. <laughs> Uh, no. Well, maybe maybe we'll have a subset of musicals uh, like Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. Uh, or I don't know, like holy films. Mm. Anyway, yeah. I I think I've. I think that's Halloween. I think that's Halloween. So I'm going to need you to lead with this, and I'm going to have to see what. I've already say. had a look at the list, and I am going to put it. Um, I think above Sex in the City. Okay. And. I'd almost be tempted to put it above Les Miserables. 
Les Miserables. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, I think I prefer Sex in the City to Les Mis. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you told me like maybe down around nine ten, I would have said there's an argument for it. But I think Halloween is is more iconic than Sex in the City or Les Mis uh, at the film. Anyway, I think it has to go up. Yeah, I think I'm I'm talking six. After Mirror's Wedding, yeah. So, so Mirror's Wedding is five. So, yeah, I think I think Halloween is the film I'd, is I'd more. I really argue Mirror's Wedding, but I'd be happy with Lemis. no. I think Mirror's Wedding. I, I no. I think that should stick at five. I'm ha- I think number six Halloween. I think it's it's got more cinematography and and it's 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 a small. It's, more it's much smaller film than a lot of these other ones. It's much. It's probably. Maybe, one of the most iconic films there would after it be some iconic, like as iconic as Les Mis I mean Les Mis is Les Mis the musical is iconic I yeah. the film itself I well, don't think true. so I think yeah I think number six, six. I think that's good yeah we're slapping it good slap right halfway through of our 13 films it's getting six just above the halfway mark so so that's our first slasher our first slasher and I think that's a that's a good it can be proud of itself yeah. well done Halloween better than Escape from New York, which is actually doing terribly. That's eleven. See, I like every film that we've done so far except nine, and I still even even though I don't think nine's a good film, I don't think it's a a train wreck. So we haven't done a film I hate yet. Nine, I hate nine. Yeah. Um, So even even our like eleven of twelve or now thirteen, I think Escape from New York. I still think it's a good film. Anyway, okay. Did so you have your second slasher? My next slasher is going to be A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, why'd you pick that? Um, I picked it because, again, it's the first of a franchise, the first mm-hmm. of a series, mm-hmm. and it kick-started that whole... Um, you just want to see young Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp doesn't really do it for me, to That's be honest. That's true. I, I feel like young Johnny Depp would totally do it for you, though. No! No, not really. Okay. Okay. Nothing against you, Johnny Depp, but there you Wes Craven. Uh, Wes Craven, and it was it was the start of him, really, as well, wasn't it? Wes yeah, Craven. who is a slasher god. Who's a slasher, yeah, icon. I mean, has he done anything that isn't a slasher? I think he's done a few things here and there, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking his, about his greatest hits are all slashers. Well, Just on actually directories, oh, yeah. on, on John Carpenter. Do you notice that a lot of his movies start with John Carpenter's... Yeah, you said blah. that in The Escape from New York yeah. film. And John Carpenter's... Uh, Ghosts of Mars. The thing, whatever, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so what's yours? Mine is... So, okay, last week, I can actually say that now because we did do it a week ago. Last week we did Tony Curtis. This week we did Jamie Lee Curtis. Psycho. I thought we would finish the family set and do what I think is probably the first slasher, which is Psycho. Psycho, 1960. Yeah, it's 60s anyway. I think Nightmare on Elm Street is 80s. Yes, it is. I hope. It is 1980s, yeah, definitely. I, and I, th- I think actually, I almost think that Freddy Krueger, of the kind of the royal bad guys, the, the, the kind of like the elite um, horror film bad guys. The terrible three, really, I would say, which would be Freddy, Michael Jason, Myers. Michael. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, so I think both of us have uh, wrong picks. So, let's Magic's trying to puff up her bed. Let's go to. <laughs> wow, what are you laughing? She's sitting. She does that when she's taken. 
Okay, so we got our Wheel of Fortune wheel of here. Fortune. So we got Psycho versus Nightmare in Elm Street. Okay. Let's go. Oh, no, that didn't work. That didn't work. Go. Oh, I don't have to do the sound effect anymore. <gasps> Yay! I'm getting all the wins this... this. So you are getting all the wins. Uh, I picked the genre. I've gotten these two movies. I know. I know. Fortune favors the me. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Sorry, Janet. We're not getting a family reunion. Not we yet. Can anyway, let's introduce her back in. We the can. Episode. We can. Uh, okay. Cool. Um, so our next one will be Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street, Street, and we can 80s. curse as much as we want in that episode because my mother will not be listening to that. I can promise <laughs> you that. Would you listen to this one? She might give one thing we didn't mention. No, my mum wouldn't listen to this because she thinks it's like a horrible film. It's not violent. It's not massively violent. I actually the one blood of my is awful I actually it. think it should have been much more bloody. Yeah, there's no blood. There's really. no blood. Is there? I any don't blood? think they had. There's a bit of blood on Michael tonight. <laughs> After we picked our next film, we're just like a uh, little coda. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. I love you. Yeah, go on. Uh, there's. A little bit of blood <clears> on his <throat> knife when he kills the sister as a kid. It's like a, a tiny bit of red. A little bit. Well, he stabs this one apparently in the chest a billion times and she's got a little bit of red running on in her, her chest. On her boob. on her boobs. Um, but apart from that, no, I don't think so. No. There's no blood when he gets stabbed in the eye or in the chest. There's no blood when he kills uh, Annie. There's no blood when he no. kills... I actually think... Oh, well, maybe Bob. Is there blood? Not really. Not really. Like, maybe mm. they, they gave a bit of a Halloween makeup on the, on the sheet, but like... Yeah. Not on the sheet, on the on his shirt. Uh, it's, it's Is there blood on the bed when Laurie goes in? Maybe. Again, like nothing that you wouldn't Minimal. see on a station of the cross. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Nightmare on Elm Street. Again, another film that I think very scary. Oh, very scary. Yeah, but also gave me nightmares. Yeah, this is a film that really I. This was kind of a film when I was. I actually didn't see this till I was much mid twenties. But it is a film that. It was it was a VHS that when I saw even looking at the box would frighten me. With the face, Freddy's face. It's a very creepy. The whole premise and the costume. I mean, yeah, and 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 even though we I, we've said we can't really give Michael uh, much credit as a character, he's more of a force. I mean, Freddy is absolutely a character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So been to Screamers, and, and uh, uh, you should look at our website. It's www.silver-screamers.com. You can also send us an email at silverscreamers at gmail.com or you can contact us through the website. Our Facebook is Silver Screamers Podcast. Instagram also Silver Screamers Podcast, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or through your Apple Podcast app. Search for Silver Screamers. Leave us a review, leave us a rating, and apparently that helps people listen. Apparently, apparently it's a thing. Okay, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Later. Bye.
I always forget my chemistry book, my math book, and my English book, and let's see, my, my French book. And who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I always forget my books. It doesn't really matter if you got your books or not. 